Welcome to the St Emlyn's Podcast. I'm Ian Beardsall. And I'm Natalie May. And this is a special On The Hoof, As It Happens podcast from the London Trauma Conference in the middle of London's glamorous Kensington. We've had a fabulous day here, listening to some great talks from a wide range of national and international speakers. And we wanted to just take you through a few of the highlights, try and get a feeling for what the meeting's like, and perhaps maybe even persuade you to hop on a train tomorrow to come and join us on Wednesday and Thursday. So, Natalie, what were your highlights of the day? Okay, so there were some really interesting talks that happened, first of all. Uh, There was the wonderful Karen Brohe talking about dissection in trauma. We've got a separate podcast coming on that, so I'm not going to spoil all of the details, but uh, he did a great talk, fantastic slides, really dynamic presentation with lots of great take-home messages, many of which you can find tweeted out already. We did, in fact, try our best to tweet through the day. So if you do follow myself or Nat on Twitter, then you'll have heard some of the the key nuggets and pearls from the day. I think, Kareem, it was especially important, bearing in mind the tragic events recently in Australia with Phil Hughes. And, of course, that came up in his talk, and he managed to keep his slides to some rather beautiful pictures. Anything else you managed to get to? Yeah, so I left the main session and went to the research forum for a while. I heard uh, Ian McConaughey talking about paediatric trauma, raising some of the issues that we've heard before about um, lack of consistency in the way that we assess paediatric trauma, particularly in the pre-hospital environment. Um, And that's largely down to the fact that there just isn't all that much of it compared to adults. And that drives the problems with paediatric trauma research. Uh, Ross Fisher, paediatric surgeon from Sheffield, talked about again, the issues with paediatric research and where we might be able to go from that, and overcame a lot of barriers that we had as well. On that same theme, Ian Bailey, a consultant surgeon from Southampton, where I work, also raised some really interesting points in a talk this morning about how trauma surgery needs to evolve in the UK. He asked some really difficult questions of the audience about how we can infuse young doctors, young surgeons, to go into general and trauma and emergency surgery questioned the fact that this isn't even a career path at the moment and got me really thinking about how we can encourage these guys to get involved in the way that perhaps we got involved in emergency medicine to try and show some of the benefits there can be from emergency surgery. And he wasn't afraid to tackle some of those elephants in the room, which I really thought was a a brave thing to do, but really, really worthwhile. As Natalie's mentioned, there wasn't just one main room with just the speakers on the podium there. There have been three other concurrents, and we've done our best to try and nip in and out of those as well. And I know you managed to make it to a fun debate between Mark Wilson and Corinne Brohe about the use of cycling helmets. That seems to have really ignited a big debate on Twitter as well. There's a real division in people who see that not wearing helmets is a massive issue for cyclists in terms of the, the... impact of head trauma, no pun intended, um, versus those who see that actually uh, making helmets mandatory is going to significantly impact the number of people who are prepared to engage in cycling and actually the benefit from regular exercise is massively offset by the a number of deaths that we could prevent if, uh, if helmets were mandatory. So it was a really tightly fought fight. Karen won in the end and with the argument that helmets should be a choice rather than mandatory, but I think that I didn't feel that there was really a a solid conclusion and I think the debate will continue for some time before people feel completely agreed on the topic. We had a nice discussion with Gareth Davies, which will come out in a podcast in the coming weeks about impact brain apnea. Just reiterating again this perhaps new mechanism that we didn't really know existed, the fact that people bang themselves on the head and they stop breathing for a period of time. But a simple, straightforward mechanism and message, but one that's not wildly known. Of course, we had a nice lunch. This is Kensington Darling, and lunch was jolly tasty. Um, And after lunch, went straight back in with Professor Chris Moran, who's one of the leads 
for trauma in England, because of course in the UK we have different trauma services for different countries. And he talked about some really difficult topics about how major trauma centres are working and how we've developed over the past few years. Did you take anything particular home from his talk? Um, I think it was interesting to see that even where there was contention about how trauma services should be delivered, and it's still delivered differently in different areas, the, the overwhelming feeling was that trauma care has been improved by the regionalisation of trauma and the development of major trauma centres. So positive things came out of that, as well as uh, touching on some significant bones of contention. And I think one of the major ones was that when he got asked a question from the floor asking if now was the time, now that we'd sorted out to some extent the in-hospital care of the trauma patient, should we be focusing on the pre-hospital phase of the injury and illness? And I think he quite surprised almost everybody by saying that his focus really he wanted to put towards the rehabilitation of trauma patients. And I think at first he got a slightly guttural reflex instinct of, I think you're saying this to the wrong people, my friend. But then perhaps after a period of reflection, many people in the audience came to think, well, you're probably right here, actually. The psychological effects of most illnesses we do underplay, and trauma is something where we need to look after and rehabilitate these patients better. So although it was challenging what he said, perhaps there'll be conversations in the pub tonight where people are considering whether it's rehabilitation or pre-hospital emergency medicine that's more important. But, of course, rehabilitation doesn't have helicopters, and we all know that a helicopter is jolly sexy. Absolutely, and, but the, the rehab theme is one that's arisen in a number of talks, so it's something that came up during the cycle helmet debate, something that Mark Wilson brought up about the impact, particularly for kids who've got relatively minor head injuries. Um, again, something Ross Fisher brought up and when he was talking about paediatric trauma, and, and it is that topic that's not particularly sexy, like all the pre-hospital exciting stuff, but actually has a really important impact on our patients. And, of course, with our foam bias to what we put out on our podcast we are trying at St Emelins to focus on the non-sexy aspects of emergency medicine and emergency care and so hopefully in the future we can tackle some of these topics that maybe don't draw immediate attention because they're not flying around in helicopters and dashing off motorbikes that we can look at in more detail because these are the things that maybe will make the difference to our patients and in the end of course that's what it's all about. Chris Moran then led into a very practical talk from Doug West, who's a cardiothoracic surgeon down in Bristol, about chest trauma in general, but also he, the one thing I took away was the idea of fixing rib fractures. And he put up a slide which showed that there are some centres that are doing this a lot, and there are some centres which don't do it at all. And I know that the London Trauma Conference guys have done a podcast about that, so we can look forward to them bringing that out in the future. They did a, an interview with him this afternoon. Further down into the afternoon, Nat, by this time, of course, it's getting to that stage where you're becoming a bit caffeine-dependent. Do you manage to keep with it, stick with it? Yeah, I think I've had five cups of tea today, so that's made a significant difference. The next talk, I think, was about assessment of shock with Tim Harris, and I was actually out podcasting with Karen Brohe, which we'll be bringing you later, um, but I'm sure you can tell us about that. But we'll just skip on very slightly to a really uh, entertaining talk by Tim Moll about trauma in motorsport. I had the privilege of running into John Hines just before that talk started, so he was able to give us his unique perspective while we sat on the background and watch this talk uh, the three of us together but um, yeah really interesting talk about um, prevention of trauma in what uh, classically has a a relatively high injury mortality rate as a sport both motorcyclists and um, motor car racing Um, but yeah definitely interesting stuff it was a superbly presented talk actually from Tim Moll and sitting with John Hines who people who've been to SMAC will know or have maybe listened to other podcasts from Scott Weingart is a hugely experienced motorsport doctor and pre-hospital doctor and both of them 
it has to be said, it strikes me that generally these motorcyclists, and I don't think John would mind me saying, are just slightly crazy. They're doing these things and the main key, it seems to be, isn't to try and survive the crash or whatever happens. It's actually to get up and keep on racing. And there is definitely something about these individuals which is unique. And Tim did a superb presentation, fabulous multimedia, videos, showing these things which were really important. I think the one key thing I think for us is about backboards in motorcyclists and pre-hospital care because these things can get in the way. And so the idea of being able to cut one of those out if you come across an injured cyclist. And more and more of these guys, are, as the kit gets cheaper, if you're doing pre-hospital emergency medicine and you're called to somebody on a motorway or a country lane, you're going to find you need to be more aware of this kit that these guys are wearing. So you know how to get around it. This isn't just about how to get somebody's helmet off anymore. This is about how to get beyond their race kit and everything else that they're wearing. So fascinating talk. And yes, Tim Harris had done something just before that about shock, talking about how we're managing shock in the emergency department, what shock really is. And I think the major thing I took home from that is that blood pressure and shock are not the same. Shock is a lack of oxygen delivery to the tissues and blood pressure isn't always a perfect surrogate for shock and he certainly set me thinking about when I'm a trauma team leader about what I'm going to do with a hypotensive patient because hypotension and shock aren't always going hand in hand so I'm going to have to think carefully as a trauma team leader about how I deal with that hypotensive patient and what I do next. So it's been a great day. We've been pretty busy rushing around, trying to catch as much of it as we can. We hope we've been able to follow some of the tweets we've been putting out. There's obviously a full day ahead tomorrow. Now, have you had a chance to look at the programme? Anything you're particularly looking forward to? Yeah, so again, we've got some fantastic talks coming up. We've got the first set of the morning is all talks about patients that deserve a little bit of extra attention. So the elderly, paediatric trauma again, trauma in pregnancy, those situations where you just need to engage a little bit of thought about how things might be faced differently. So there's plenty to look forward to tomorrow. If you have got any chance of coming down, I'm told that if you turn up on the door, there are spaces available. There are, again, masterclasses and breakaway sessions to do with remote critical care, core topics in trauma, and a full day about motorsport medicine where the aforementioned John Hines will be doing his thing. And that alone will be worth the admission money. So if you can come along, then do pop in. And if you get a chance to see us, we're the slightly tired-looking people running around usually attached to a mobile phone or computer and we'd love to meet you and if you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to ask any questions of the speakers please just get in touch and we'll try and make sure we grab them for a special short podcast after they've done their talk so from beautiful Christmassy Kensington the St Emlyn's team at the London Trauma Conference wish you a good evening and we'll speak to you again tomorrow take care everyone thanks for listening